Okay, so I am recording this segment for our next podcast, which um, I'm actually preparing. I'm hoping to have some folks on board to talk about IEPs and 504s, um, some good and not so favorable experiences, aka memories of these things. Um, I decided not to go forward with the recording I had prior to that because there were too many pauses in it, too much stopping um, because I had moved from one location to another, literally from Cambridge to actually from Charlestown to Brighton or something like that. Um, And so I didn't think it was going to be good enough quality. So I decided I was going to re-record and do a pre-log about the um, podcast. So I have a couple of friends who are okay with talking about their experiences with, or memories and past experiences with being on IEPs and not necessarily feeling like they had a voice in the moment of those decisions that were being made, or even being able to even like say anything at all. And the dreadful sensation that came over you when you heard you have an IEP meeting coming up and it's like, holy crap. Uh, It was like that dark cloud that hung over you. The cloud of doom, the cloud of criticism, depending on what kind of education system you were in. The majority of us were in like public school settings or whatnot. And so those type of things were a bit flaky when it came to IEPs. Um, I've had those since as early as I could remember, um, long before moving from Florida to Boston. Um, I think I got as much of it as I could or got out of it as much of much of it as I could. Um, IEPs, I mean, I'll say the good thing about those is that without IEPs and 504s, um, A lot of us students with disabilities of all kinds would not have been able to uh, reach our full potential or whatnot in the academic setting among students that did not have any kind of disability or whatnot. So that's the good thing. I could say I appreciated having an IEP because without that, school would be incredibly difficult for me. Um, Growing up with the situation that I've had going on, Um, and so my friends and I, we're going to chime in and talk about our experiences. Uh, she's going to tell her stories and I'm going to share mine. And yeah, the good part is that it's there by law that if we need some extended time, the, the thing that I appreciated about having an IEP was the extended time policy. I really, really appreciated that because things took a little bit longer to get done Um, not because I couldn't do it, but due to a, you know, a blindness thing that made it even more difficult at some point. Um, so I appreciated having that, um, 504, uh, I believe it follows you all the way through to your PhD and wherever else you may need to have it. So I guess we are, I'm certain that we are still protected under those laws for, I guess, the education and everything. So, a re-record and a intro to the subject or podcast about IEPs and 504s, good experiences, not so good experiences, yeah. Hey guys, it's me, Casper, with an H, and I'm here with Momo Bites. Thank you for joining, and yeah, it's been a process of trying to get it started. So, you know, what's going on with your um, on your end of everything, Momo Bites? Nothing much. Oh, oh man. Oh, wow, that's cool, cool. Um, 
the reason why we're doing this podcast well first i'd like to say thanks to everybody that's listening near and far i don't want to be rude and just start the conversation like hey i'm just gonna start the conversation and not say thank you to my listeners uh, and subscribers so you guys are greatly appreciated but today's short or quick conversation is going to be about the good and the not so good parts about ieps and 504s um, so you guys remember, I guess, for some of you who may not know, an IEP is for, is, um, it's acronyms for Individualized Education Plan for those with some sort of learning disability in the school system. Um, it's one of the rules, you know, one of the laws that were put into place and all these wonderful things. And it's just been the most instrumental thing in the lives of those who have been needing an IEP. Um, otherwise, school would be incredibly difficult. I, for one, I've had an IEP since <laughs> forever. Exactly. It's been incredibly, like, it's ha- it has its good parts. It, it, you know, it's very instrumental. Um, and the same for the 504 is slightly different from IEP, whereas that follows you all the way through college and your master's and your PhD. And the IEP pretty much stops at 12th grade and things like that. Um, maybe things about that has changed because uh, I've last I've been to high school many, many years ago. So <laughs> things have changed. Definitely. Um, so what are your thoughts? How have, you know, like, what are, you, what are your good experiences with IEPs, Momo? Um, for me, I have to say good experiences was... Mm, man. <laughs> <laughs> or not so good experiences, because we're going to get into that real oh. soon. So, not so good experiences. There was plenty of those. Mm, 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 mm. And I have to say, I think growing up with the IEP for me was just a little bit challenging from, I want to say, kindergarten to middle school because they did like the whole separation thing. So, if you had an IEP, you were put into a smarter class, which was a better learning environment for you because it went at a slower pace and that mm-hmm. worked for some people. Mm-hmm. But it also let other kids know that you had uh, yep. more needs that needed to be met. Uh-huh. I didn't really have a lot of bullying experiences, but I do know a lot of people who did have bullying experiences because mm-hmm. of an IEP. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just feel like people who have IEP are just kind of dumb. I, I mean, that's 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 the problem of the uninformed. They're the dummies. The uninformed ones making fun of those with IEPs are the dummies. So, if you know, for the listeners out there, if you used to make fun of someone with an IEP... Um, you should feel bad because most likely the person that had an IEP is probably further along in life than you are. <laughs> I'm just saying it's just hard, cold facts. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I cut you off, sorry, you can continue. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> so I guess I'll share my experience. Um, the good and the bad. I've had an IEP since early intervention when I was living in Florida, and when I relocated to Massachusetts, uh, things changed. It took a hard, cold turn, like a sharp-ass turn, like real quick. Let's say Florida, with an IEP, I'd say back then with the education system, um, it was good, and they actually did track your progress adequately. They gave you good instructors, and they actually cared about whether you got a good year of learning or not. Whereas when I came to Massachusetts, a few years down the line, uh, let's say around like high school, things kind of got a little weird. I got stuck with these weird teachers who, you know, like, 
they were special education instructors. They were supposed to be instructors who like motivated their students to want to succeed as just as well as you know the students out of the IEP programs Mm -hmm. and you know I you know I knew what my my potential was I was like okay the only problem I have is that I can't see as well or hear as well I have deafness and blindness that's the reason why I have an IEP Um, but my brain is perfectly fine so during the summer, I noticed that a lot of my classmates at the regular programs, you know, regular classes would be going to Harvard for the summer, going to Boston University, Boston College, or Newberry, all these good schools for the summer to take classes. And I'm like, wait a minute, why am I not in this stuff? I want to be included in it too. So I made it my business to go and ask about you know being a part of the same thing that everybody else was a part of and I had this one instructor who used to be very discouraging oh we don't think that you would be good for this or I don't think this program would be good for you you don't want to do this because of that you know you're trying to pull the blind card out for you so that you don't get to you know see your own potential I was a straight A student through my entire academic career and the reason for that is because I had to spend extra time after school catching up with my sighted and hearing peers still on IEPs um, in order to maintain a close to normal high GPA or whatever you want to call it so I technically didn't really have a social life and by the way I did get to attend those programs at those colleges after arguing and nearly and nearly sticking the teacher through the pencil sharpener sharpener herself I'm sorry you had such bad experiences I want to say the only rough experience I think I ever had with the IEP on, I think they only had two instances I had one instance in a high school where I was taking um, AP honors class mm-hmm. for history and I still had an IEP but the teacher was taking kids who were in that class who had an IP and he would take them out. And the one time, never been taken out of the class before. The one time I did get taken out of the class mm-hmm. and he was trying, I guess he was trying to explain to us how he was taking our grades and he was changing them or he was boosting them, giving us as much possible, as much credit as possible. Mm-hmm. But I ain't take it that way. In my head, I'm just like, you're changing my grade, so I'm not going to know what I did right and what I did wrong. So when I get it back and I think I'm doing well, is and you're that actually not? Yeah, is that you or is that me? Right. That's freaking crazy. And we had an argument. Uh, uh, we had like a like a five minute argument about it because he was like, "Well, I'm the teacher and I can do what I want," and I was like, "No, the hell you can't." No, absolutely not. not. Do what you want with my grade because you feel that you need to start doing your job when I have been taking this class almost throughout the whole school year and you were not stepping up your game at any other point. So totally. Just Uh, chilling in the back, sitting in the back. Go back to sitting in the back. Go back to chilling. They make those programs, these instructors themselves, they make those programs which were intended for good look bad. Because all you need is one bad seed to ruin everything. Like, middle school, I I recall when they knew which students were on an IEP, they would walk past them and call them sped and like, dude. Oh, I used to hate her. Oh, she's going to the sped class. (laughs) Wow. Little do they know that the smaller the classes, the better you learned, actually. Uh, Those kids were just awful. They never approached me. They never approached me and was like, oh, you're going in the sped class. I'm like, okay. And you're normal, yet you still can't keep a high grade. You fucking idiot. (laughs) Maybe you should join us because we're actually smarter than you guys. (laughs) We just do things a little differently, you know? 
it's okay. We got the same answers, though. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make them any better than us. That's just, you know, that's just the way it is. But high school, like I said, like, I got a question to mm-hmm. ask you. Yep. What feeling came over you when you heard your teacher say IEP meeting? Um, I was kind of okay with it because I mean I had them every six months so to me it was just another meeting where I was going to have to sit here and read a chart about colors be able to pinpoint what my colors are ask a question if I can ask a question mm. huh. that's interesting like for uh, me IEP meeting kind of wasn't always too important for me. Sometimes I didn't want to go because I'm just like, ugh, they're going to make me sit here and look at a chart and talk to me like I'm stupid for 10 seconds and make me re-paraphrase things that I don't wish to re-paraphrase. Wow. I'll get it over with. Wow. Whenever I heard IEP meeting, immediately a dark cloud formed over and I got the bubble guts and... I'd say if you came out of school with anxiety because of the IEP, those instructors in some form are responsible for it in some way. They are responsible for your anxiety um, whenever you have to go to meetings because uh, IEP meetings are not designed to make students feel anxious. Yeah, no, they're not. No, like my mother... I don't recall her ever coming to my IEP meetings in high school. Um, She stopped going to them after middle school and she decided we'll have her, like, we'll have her on call, like, you know, conference call. See, my parents Uh, were never in any of my IEP meetings at all, ever. And she was definitely, my mother was definitely involved in a lot of my IEPs. Now, and it seemed to go a lot more better when she was around because they knew not to play around. Mm. <laughs> For me, like my parents, they always had my parents' contact information. They always had to send letters to my parents and stuff. But personally, <laughs> it was always me and the instructor. Me and the instructor. And then the message would get related to my parents the way the IEP meetings went for me that I remember was going into the special education department in the school and um, they would have this meeting room that was like deeply inside of the like way down inside of a room like they closed the door it was like a room within a room and it had like one window high up against the ceiling like okay who's gonna try to run out of there (laughs) anyways so, they oh, they setting up there. a weird atmosphere. All it really was a very yeah. Weird like atmosphere. for me, I feel like all my stuff was real bubbly. <laughs> but look, look, they had all of the instructors in a round table, and I was on the other end of the table, and the instructors were on like each side. With the exception of this one time, I had to report this teacher for doing really like prejudiced things. As we all know, my Massachusetts is low-key micro-prejudice or major prejudice in some ways. Um, I was once completely criticized and ostracized, ostracized because of how I spoke. Uh, I've always spoke this way. Um, you know, I had speech therapy because of my deafness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with speech therapy, it made people think I was a hearing person. And I'm not. And you know this because you, you've seen me in person. So. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we need to do our little sign language thing too. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, I had speech therapy, but that was just because everybody thought I was a country bumpkin. Mm-hmm. Country bumpkin. <laughs> I've never heard of that word before. That's funny. Um, and speech therapy, like, whatnot. Bunkin, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And I guess it's because I had a real strong southern ring into my voice when I was young and truthfully a lot of people still say that I have it a lot of people ask me are you from here and I was like yeah I was born and raised here my mom's from the south and my mom's family is from the south but I was born and raised here 
but I mean you're going to get whatever tones you hear as you grow up and that's kind of what I heard so that's how I spoke yeah and I don't think I sound out real southern because I hear other southern people and I'm just like what the hell are they talking about sometimes that's funny being ostracized about how I spoke she was this like white blonde chick from like from out of the damn movie white chicks <laughs> oh she was ridiculous like she was probably no older than 30 years old as my instructor at the time she was just really fucking annoying um she really talked like this she goes so Cassandra we're gonna have an IEP meeting and um we uh we want to have your instructors there too we're gonna have miss something come into the meeting with us to talk about your progress how many instructors did you have um i had about four instructors like four periods in high school so i had four instructors did it go by major uh not major did it go by subject Subject? yes yes it went by subject that was the way like freshman like I, what I remember freshman was structured that way um so just hearing her talk and say my name like that was just so fucking unnerving um and then she's like why do you sound like that like you sound what well, you're black what and I'm like why do you sound like that you sound dumb as fuck and just because I speak proper English it doesn't mean it belongs to white it's called reading a book Mm. (laughs) Mm. if you read a book and you spoke English the way you were supposed to speak it you would sound like me or many others like me I don't think I have the best speech ever but people understand me see I've been told I sound white and I have people who sometimes like listen to our podcast and whatnot and mm-hmm. they try they sit there and they'll try and guess like my race and then it's like she's black and everyone's just like no she's white and I was just like hmm and then if they meet me they're just like whoa I thought she were white and I was like really? <laughs> oh my gosh why oh do you gosh. think I sound white? Oh, just how you speak, because I don't talk slang a lot. Like, well, you gotta I... talk ratchet and shit. Ooh. Like, wow. <laughs> you gotta sound. You gotta sound. I'm like, like, I'm not talking like, yo, 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 nigga. All this yo, All yo, yo, nigga, nigga, this, nigga, that. Nah, it's not gonna be that way. If you read books, you go to school, you speak proper English the way you need to. There, there's no need to associate this the way you speak with a race. That's the thing that people get fucked up all the time. I get this a lot of the time. If I speak to somebody on the phone and they have never seen me before, I guarantee you they're going to be like, I have a personal question to ask you. And I'm like, oh gosh, what is it? And they go, are you white or black? And I'm like, nah, I'm going to let you figure that out on your own. I'm going to see how you treat <laughs> Let me see how you treat the per- the voice first. Let's see if you're mm. still nice. And then when you when you're done being the way you are, I want to listen to your tone change when I tell you that I'm an African American woman. Hmm. What's interesting is I'm surprised they asked you that to your face. Like usually those questions get reported back to me. Nobody ever wants to ask me no type of question to my face. Oh, they'll ask you right in your face. But I get this from a lot of blind people. That's the thing about blind folks is they'll be like, um, I thought you were white or albino or something. Like, huh? What? I'm like, okay. Please. I'm not going to excuse you for that. I'm definitely not. No. One of my um, clients swears up and down I am not from Springfield because I do not talk proper and I was like alright so how do you talk and she's like I talk like this this is proper to me you sound like a regular person talking <laughs> that is hilarious like what is teacher. the proper Springfield talking way I feel I like wonder. We live in, sometimes I don't even feel like we have an accent 
what is the accent so that I can know what it is so that I can hear the difference in how I speak and how somebody else speaks that's crazy though it really is (laughs) it's the stuff that we hear come out of people's mouths that go in our ears but those IEP meetings I call those people they're the ones that responsible they are responsible for the anxiety that a lot of us folks have now and these things they were never designed to make people feel bad but these instructors found a way to do a systemic preparation for failure. Yeah, I'm about to say you had, it sounded like you had terrible instructors because my instructors were the bomb. Like, I go in the class. I had some, I had a couple of good instructors, but I was just capitalizing on the shithead ones. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even when I had IEP meetings, like, the atmosphere was always bubbly. I was never really stressed out about them. I think the only time... I was stressed out at an IEP meeting was when we had like discussions of race. Uh huh. Those were the only time that they kind of irked my nerves. Oh man, I avoided those subjects as much as I could. Like, see, I couldn't avoid it because at the time that they were asking me these questions, I was like in third grade and I think. What is it? Third or fourth grade is when people want to start talking about slavery. Mm-mm. But I think, you know, not to like cut you off and like completely derail the subject, but mm-hmm. you know, the IEP meetings, once again, were like absolutely dreadful. I remember my last one that I absolutely hated with a passion was when I sat in a dark room and hid from the teacher so they wouldn't find me. And I'm like, let's waste their time. Because pretty much all it consisted of was having all of your teachers come sit there and talk about you and say stuff about you like you're not even there. But Mm. I was like, y'all are going to listen to my criticism because I have something to say about you guys, too. I would point at each teacher like you, you're horrible. You sound like that chick from like white chicks. You sound like you sound dumb. And she would get so mad and red in the face and like look like she's about to cry. Like, go ahead, go, go cry. And everybody else, I just steamrolled them. Like, y'all are not gonna sit here and talk crazy to me, like about me in my face. See, that's the difference between our IEP meetings, because there was never any talk about me. Everything was kind of written down in letters, and then I literally have a yellow, a yellow binder folder mm-hmm. it has from k to 12 every ip meeting i've ever been to from struggles to my high points to my low points all the way up until where i got rid of it dang i threw all those out they wasted mad paper it's like yeah, they used a whole pack of printing paper thick. that thing is thick that fits that could be a book (laughs) (laughs) I kind of regret throwing away all my IEPs um, because I wanted to just turn them into like some kind of documentary of some sort I keep mine because I was looking back at it and I was going through a reading of like certain struggles that I had in the past so whether for a hot minute I couldn't even decide which hand I wanted to write with I was writing with both hands Mm mm-hmm and my comprehension was always pretty strong sounding out even now sounding out words <laughs> not happening you right want me to sound out a word you are not gonna get the word that you are trying to have me that's crazy i've never been able to sound out words well at all have you ever been given maybe this was like way too early before your time like in 2000 five or six were you ever given the woodcock johnson third test it's a part of this weird thing that they do with ieps i don't know if they still use those anymore but apparently i got a note that said i passed with the highest test scores out of all the students in massachusetts i'm like whatever the hell this is okay Mm, you'd have to describe the test to me because we did test but so the test consisted of reading a lot of 
old English and writing and it just was pretty much like you had to write a daggone research paper in like a few hours but Mm -hmm. I pretty much like completely zoned in on it and finished it in the quickest time without any errors like doing math tests history tests and of course they were testing your literacy skills and asking you all these crazy questions but I vaguely remember little bits and pieces like a lot of it consisting of old old English kind of like that uh, yeah just old English that you had to transcribe into modern English mm, no yes and no I we did do testing and we did have to take words and be able to write and pronounce and read them off a paper and write things and then read what you wrote mm-hmm. but old English no no definitely I mean back then that was kind of my thing anyways reading old Shakespeare literature and stuff like that Ooh, and everything I from the Elizabethan era Ugh. I like that. Ooh, so I hate that it so fell much. hand in hand perfectly fine. Man, do I hate it. I hate Ooh, poetry. Ah, ah. I, I hate it with a passion. I didn't understand the purpose of that test. It just wasted my time. <laughs> it was a waste of time. Like, yeah, I'm it really pretty was. sure I didn't take that. Okay. Very then happy I didn't. What the hell was the point of that? Very happy I didn't, cause that sounds like that. That sounds stressful. Test anxiety. I can't be being stressed out. That was one of my issues already. These IEP meetings are responsible for any sort of anxiety that we have now as adults. I promise you, I, that's they are responsible. I I don't know how many times I can emphasize this, but those IEP meetings and stuff like that are absolutely responsible for whatever level of anxiety that you have now as an adult I'm yeah I, I just gotta say it a couple of times just to make sure um but well, whenever I, I for me when it comes to like tests anxiety I do not like timed things at all it makes me feel like I have to rush and I can't take my time when I need to be able to take my time if I have to take the whole day to do something I need to be able to have the whole day to do it (laughs) if I need the whole class period to do it I need to have the whole class period to do it and I think that was part of the reasons why I like smaller classes because being in a regular class and having an IEP compared to being and just an IEP class where everybody is going at a slow pace. Let's say, I remember one time, I can't remember what I was taking, but I was taking forever. And the teacher was waiting on everybody to finish it. He would not let nobody do anything else. And everybody at this point is just waiting on me to finish my test. And I was like, yeah, this is making me anxious. Like, I can't deal to the point where they sent me out to class to go and take my test in another class and then I came back I recall going to a separate room to do my test in school <clears throat> middle school and parts of high school like high school we already were in the uh, IEP class like the resource classes as they used to call it um, back in the early 90s was resource classes um, like if you were a blind kid they would send you to the resource room where you would be in the room with a bunch of blind and visually impaired students to do certain work and then you would have to go back to the other class when you were finished. Um, Resource classes for me consisted of speech therapy and some vision therapy. That's what they called it back then, vision therapy. How and where, I don't know. But I hope they killed that word, vision, that phrase, vision therapy. Therapy for what? If you were visually impaired, you were visually impaired. If you were blind, you were blind. Period. There's no therapy for that. Kind of. Um, Speech therapy, yeah, I can see that working hand in hand, but vision therapy, it was useless because I'm still the exact same way. (laughs) Um, So that's what I remember it. But I do want to give a shout out to one instructor 
who actually was actually a couple of them actually who were really really good teachers to me and actually cared about my progress and knew that I had full potential to be in the same classroom as other kids during the summer at Harvard doing math classes or English literature classes um one of them was my speech therapist from the early 90s who I'm still contact like in contact with um she was my speech therapist she's a really nice lady um you know very supportive and you know every now and then me and her we talk on the phone or we exchange emails or gifts even um but you know and then the other one was a math instructor who also was in the military when we first met we did not get along at all and my problem with him was pretty basic why are you having algebra at first class in the morning in high school why honey i had physics <laughs> first day in the morning in high school i did not like going to physics because right after physics was algebra i hate algebra with like a burning passion i had it like that for junior year and senior year of high school and he was my instructor for both years no my algebra teacher damn near felt me and then he transferred schools and i was like hallelujah i won't see him for algebra too thank god <laughs> I... I barely i now i for one am definitely not a straight a student i am like a bc student I always have been a bc student Mm. probably always will be a bc student i can get an a if i tried super super hard but for me um grades yeah grades was stressful like if i didn't see a c it was stressful (laughs) and my parents paid like extra close attention to my report card so that's stressful too oh yeah i didn't have time to mess around like me and my instructor if i had some trouble with some t- some sort of equation i actually spent time after school working on these things and then you know i would finish all of my math homework first after school and then take the rest of the other things like other subjects home and i'll worry about those after because that was a lot less annoying and anxiety inducing um but it turns out he was a good instructor and he was highly commended for having patience with me in the morning because 16 year old in senior year of high school not liking math it's a pain in the ass cuz yeah <laughs> um it was just a disaster like not bad like horrible it was just annoying but you know still did it you know did everything that i was told to do past everything you know good good grades for me like my IEP changed I remember this incident I can't even really describe the incident I just remember that this guy I knew was getting bullied by these other kids for being in the sped class and I was like what getting bullied and the teacher we came back from recess and she was telling us about the incident and I can't remember exactly what she said but I remember telling it to my mom and I think I phrased it something like oh the teacher told us the reason that we get bullied is because we're in sped class so it's because people think that we're retarded but we're not and we shouldn't take that so the next thing I know I'm out of that class and because I was of that regular class but the change of a bar of the environment was really hard to deal with at the same time because things that they were learning I was not up there yet ah see that's the other thing was being like kept behind the curriculum um what I learned is that everybody is on the same curriculum but different stages of it and I advocated to be on the same level as everybody but still caught up to speed which is why the whole like after school thing where every morning he had me completing like several different long ass math equations 
and having everybody else watch this happen. And pretty much consumed an entire whiteboard trying to finish or finishing ridiculously long math equations look which look I hated the crazy. whiteboard and the chalkboard. I used to hate when the teacher I was one of those students where I'll do the work. I'll show what I do, I'll go and I'll do it, I'll even get it correct or I'll get it wrong. But I was one of those students do not put me in the spotlight. And that teacher stay be putting you in the spotlight. Like he would force you to do class participation. And I absolutely hated that. I never liked class participation, especially if it was reading out loud. <laughs> because my <laughs> my reading level is sadly very low. Oh. It was very low. So <laughs> I didn't like reading in front of the class. If there was a word, whether I knew the word or I didn't know the word, if I did not know how the word was spelt, but yet I've heard the word before, I could not sit there and read the word. Like, I would skip the word. I was really bad. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm still that way now. Like, if I can't read the word, I'll look at that word, think about what that word may sound like, and I'll skip it over. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, and I go back you gave it a try. Sometimes. No, I... were impatient when it came to that and they would automatically give you the answer to that word now see that's another thing that's wrong with some of these instructors they lack patience like that's why you're an instructor you didn't go to grad school to waste time and be impatient with your students you know but you know not everybody is cut out to be a special instructor I had no shame in you know telling someone hey I had an IEP you know you go to college you do what you need to do and none of that stuff they made fun of you about was is relevant you know like yeah about to say my worst I want to say my worst experience was maybe like middle school but I was also at the same time being bullied in middle school so everything to me like middle school was just horrible like if you ask my opinion on middle school middle school sucked but high school, <laughs> high school for me was awesome. Ah, uh, high school, yeah. Middle school, I call it the medieval times. It was three very awkward years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would not want to relive that. I had some things going on. I'd have to talk to you off of the podcast about that was going on. It was just ridiculous. But hey, we moved through it. But we'll never forget. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, high school, well, I'd say by junior year, things started to get a little better, in a sense. Um, with the IEP meetings and stuff, I hid from one, but they still found me anyway. I guess I didn't hide far enough. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they had school security scouring all four floors. Of course they were going to find me. Um, but I was like, oh, well, just go to the meeting. And I didn't have that ridiculous teacher. I hated going to those meetings because of the the feeling it gave you. It made your anxiety go up. Mm -hmm. And I I finally found a name to put to the bubble guts. One of the things that anxiety used to do to me a lot and still does sometimes, it makes you have the urge to take a shit very often or piss. Like, you just can't stop it makes you get so anxious um and that's just one of the triggers of anxiety it's really fucking annoying um i just want to you know like avoid a lot of the things that make that cause the anxiety to be activated those kind of intense situations some if someone asked you would you would you repeat high school again or would you avoid going back again I'm like stuck in between because truthfully, I kind of want to do over, but I also don't want to have to relearn anything. I think the only thing I miss about high school is the fact that I had more times to hang out with my friends than I do now. I miss going up to my friends and be like, hey, hey, gossip, blah, 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 <laughs> go to classes, 
go hang out with friends some more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I went to a vocational school, so I mean, if I could get a do-over and change my shop, I would. I don't think I would do a redo. No, because I don't know. I want to call it that time. I would call it an American reject kind of moment. You know, that time where that kind of emotional music, emo, emo rock was playing all the time. That's what it felt like. It oh, felt that like was a... middle school for me. Like, <laughs> that, that was like middle school. Yo. <laughs> it all felt my friends like used to talk about their we were out phase. of a music scene. And I was just like, oh, I didn't have gosh, an emo never, phase. Never. I think I was just depressed. I, I had a moment where I was like, I had a moment of God. I had that. It was freshman year of high school, and I was anti-photo. I did not take pictures. Um, and I had a lot of uh, fake airbrush tattoos put on my arms and legs. And I wore black all year. Um, and towards the end of the year, I decided to wear all white to school. And that was it on the last day of school. We had uniforms, so you wore whatever your <laughs> uniform was. But a lot of people had hairstyles and shoes and book bag. I mean, I can see what they were trying to do with the whole uniform. But you take one thing away that's supposed to stop people from bullying you. They gotta find another thing to do. Because then you had to have the best sneakers. Your hairstyle had to be on point. Uh-huh. Lo and behold, I don't think I've never been bullied so much for the fact that my mom did my hair. And she would send me to school. That is kiddish hairstyles. <laughs> a lot of girls have experienced that, especially like a lot of black girls had that. And, you know, my sisters had that shit happen. You know, I did at one point, but then I was like, I'm tired of this shit. Um, I decided to lock my hair, like, do dreadlocks by senior year of high school. I'm like, no more weaves or extensions I'm fucking done with that shit it's horrible it drove me nuts so for like a portion of the year I was rocking a Jill Scott afro senior year and a lot of like flowy t-shirts and stuff and then boom I locked it up and I was done (laughs) yeah I got sick and tired of that hair extension bullshit It was just really annoying. And I don't think I would look good in any other hairstyle except for dreadlocks. And I think that was the best thing I've ever decided to do. So that's one thing I would not want to undo. I, if I were to repeat high school, I would repeat with my hair, my dreadlocks still on. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, those dreadful IEP meetings, especially with that stupid ass teacher sounding dumb all the time. And she sounded like her parents ignored her. And so she wanted to make everybody else miserable. Mm. She sounded miserable. I just think for me, like IEP for me was just hard because I had to go from being in smaller classes to being in bigger classes and then having like an IEP follow you to those classes. And some mm-hmm. of the IEPs that followed me, I just really did not like them. I remember in middle school, like sixth grade, I had this IEP teacher for math, and she was overly bearing. She used to get on my nerves, breathing down my neck, trying to look at my paper to see if I'm doing the work correctly. I did not ask you for help. Get out my face. <laughs> like, can I not just work on the problem? If I have help, I will ask you for help. Go away. <laughs> damn damn all I could say is I I didn't really have too many shoulder surfers um but when I did try to get into ROTC they were like no they kind of like screamed like no I don't see I was thrown into ROTC against my will like if I had to I would have gone um not only that they actually exempt me from gym class they substituted that with like health and wellness class where I sat in a class and did writing a lot of writing and literature and I'm like wow health related literature that was completely irrelevant to life today 
No, I remember <laughs> I had to take a health class in high school because they never gave me a health class. It was the funniest thing ever. All of a sudden, they were just like, all students who didn't have a health class need to have a health class. And I was oh. like, what? <laughs> oh, no. They so stuck they you with the that health shit. Class on us, and the health teacher ended up being the gym teacher. And yeah, we sat there and sometimes watched a movie. Sometimes I did nothing but be on my phone. But. Now that's the funny thing, because they like, it's like, oh, we don't know what to do with her. She can't really see that much, and we don't want her getting injured in class. So they excused me for it, and they replaced Jim with health related textbooks. So imagine everybody else running off to go play basketball or something, and you're sitting, you're the only one there having to do a lot of writing and reading and stuff. I would absolutely Not hate that. Me. I would look at them like they're crazy. I would, I would have, have been sent fine. a complaint to my home to then call the school. We would have been having a very long conversation. I didn't care because... I really did not want to be running around sweating in the first place. So I was okay with that. It's just, wow. I was the only one that had to get out of it. And the only time anybody else was in the classroom with me was if they were not feeling well or something was wrong I think the only time I didn't like gym class was when we actually had to get into the pool. Because my middle school, they had a pool, but they never really taught us how to swim they didn't have the patience for that hmm. so <laughs> never learned how to swim but I would definitely go in that water and go play but there are times where I just didn't want to be in the water <laughs> and I used to hate that it would be cold outside and you think that somebody want to go into the water uh, uh, no thank you I would prefer to stay fully clothed and warm beneath my clothing I'd rather go into the gym and sit on a bench <laughs> <laughs> Um, other things that were done, like ROTC, they pretty much pulled the blindness card, and they're like, "Nah, you, we're not gonna have, we're not gonna require you to do that." But I heard some students who failed gym during freshman had to take that class for nights, like a night class, instead of graduating high school. Mm, yeah, people what? who failed like gym and stuff. Like Ooh. how? Like, it well, happens. I wasn't. They forced you to it do that. Like, mm. You should have took that shit during sophomore year or something, but why did you push it back so far and to the point where it prohibited you from walking with your class? Damn. So that means you. <laughs> wow, for real. Damn. Whew. I mean, they were the kids that were walking around with, like, extra ex- excess amounts of gel in their hair and constantly combing their hair like their hair would get messed up automatically or constantly checking themselves out in the mirror all day long they were the ones that didn't get to walk with their class because of a gym class um, I was like wow y'all it's crazy But, I mean, college was a completely different ball game. It was like you get a 504 and you get extended time on some exams or actually all of your exams and your teachers cannot refuse it. It's part of the ADA. Um, but it was how you use that time. So, to use it wisely and smart. <laughs> so as soon as that test fell in front of you, Dig in and do the best you can. Do your damnest for that. Mm. Um. You're yeah, about to say the only thing I super strongly hated about the IEP was English, yo. I used to hate English class and the teacher would force you to read in front of the class. If I could skip it, I would skip it. <laughs> and or refuse <laughs> to read in front of the class. Because it was torture for me, but it was torture for them too, because I am a monotone reader. 
I would pause at every word. I would sigh. Woo! I was really bad. I didn't mind reading out loud in front of the class. I just, sometimes I wasn't paying attention and I would forget which paragraph they were on. And I would ask the student, what was the last word they said from where they were reading? And I'll just quickly scan and find it and pick up from where they were. No, see, but I had like a list and a lot of other things. So when I talked, ugh, man. Hated it so much. (laughs) Totally. I don't blame you. Um, And all it it really took was for either the teacher to give up on you or for somebody to make fun of you about it. That's all it took for me. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing this. No. I don't recall. Like, I have no no recollection of ever being made fun of because of my blindness in high school. I went to um, a regular school, you know, sighted kids. Um, Only in middle school did some kid make fun of me about my eyes and stuff like that, but he got beat the fuck up. Um, (laughs) I I personally made sure I beat his ass. Um, I said, I need to find this kid. Bring me to him real quick. So I popped him one Mm. or two. And then let the other kids get the rest of it. I think for the most part, I was just really sensitive, especially in elementary, really sensitive. So a lot of my bullying was elementary and middle school. I just had like some really strong incidents that were questionable because in middle school, I feel like in middle school, you're still trying to find yourself. Yes, that's the time of self-identity in those three years. Exactly. Yes. And I just had and a lot time of things not be going on. <laughs> and I had people trying to pick on me because I was quiet. And it wasn't like I was quiet, but I mean, I have nobody I wanted to talk to in that class because none of my friends were in that class. My friends were in other classes. Oh, man. And if you got picked off for either being quiet and then people want to start rumors about you I was just going through a lot dude you want to hear one of the rumors that was spread about me over a lousy over a lousy something stupid happened and bits and pieces of it I could I could remember was like I think in like 8th grade so everybody's like 13 or 14 in 8th grade and why the fuck was there this 16 year old in 8th grade and his hormones were out of control and he was over here filling girls up and shit you know sitting next to them and touching on their thighs and you know they would tell stories about that shit I'm like ew dude like what the hell are you doing you need to be focusing on school keep your hands off people's thighs so he came over to me and he was like well there's a school dance happening and I was wondering if you wanted to go. And I was like, nah, I'm all set. And then he goes, oh, man, you can't tell me. No, that's not cool. That's cold. You know, that was his phrase. That's cold. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess you're going to just freeze to death waiting for an answer, I guess. A different answer then. And so I called him Braille face because he had anxiety, like not anxiety, eczema or bumps or whatever, acne. That was just crazy, you know. He's into calling girls bitch and hoe. And I'm like, listen here, braille face. I can read your face right now. And it says, you're hideous. Leave me the fuck alone. And he got offended. And the next day I came to school. And someone told me he spread a rumor about me being gay. (laughs) Because I wouldn't go dance with his lousy ass. Why is it always the gay rumors? Because I got... I was got spread around I was a lesbian I would take you into the bathroom stall and have sex with you whoa that sounds crazy and you think I was bothered by being called that see I wasn't bothered by it until like people started to believe it Mm -hmm. 
it didn't really hurt me until people started believing. I think what really hurt me was the fact that teachers were believing it. Like, my own teacher came into the bathroom <laughs> demanding answers from me that I could oh, not shit. get because I came into the bathroom to take a piss. I washed my hand. I was getting ready to go back to the classroom. Next thing I know, you're questioning me. Wow. That would have made the headlines of the news, to be honest. That definitely would have made headlines indefinitely. Because um, that's crazy. And like, after especially... catching the ones who did it, all they could say is, oh, well, the only reason why she did it was because she is jealous of you for having two parents. What fucking what? bullshit excuse is that? Well, his excuse was because I told him no, I wouldn't dance with him, and I decided I wanted to go home and play the guitar instead. That's pretty much all I did, was go home and play my guitar, and write songs and stuff like because that. Because I got two parents? This bitch don't even know if I got two parents! What do you mean? My parents have never came! <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so I want to be like, oh, it's because you have two parents, and she doesn't, she's in the system, and blah, 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 blah. That is no fucking excuse. It's not an excuse to do that kind of shit to people. Speaking of gay, I mean, Pride and yeah, Boston Pride is happening on June 8th. Are you guys willing to drive to Boston? Mm. Is that to a Saturday? In the, yep, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that's a Saturday to walk in the masses of like thousands of people. I get to see and get red velvet funnel cakes. Um, Because I have it marked on my calendar to go. I'm, I'm, yeah, I plan on going um, because it's exciting and I've gone a couple, like a year ago and actually I went to, actually, the past two years I went to Pride. It was fun both times. A lot of fun. <laughs> and two or three years ago, I went to Pride in Minneapolis. And that was a blast. Let me tell you, that shit was fun. That was a year I'd never seen a giant funnel cake in my life. It was humongous. It took like two plates. I thought it was going to be something small, and it turned out to be large. Anywho, so I guess we can end this podcast real quick. Yeah, I was about and... to say, girl, my headache is kicking my ass. I need to go lay down right now. All right, so Momo, once again, thanks for joining this podcast. And sorry you have a headache. Guys, thanks for listening if you made it through the end of this so far. Um, we will catch up with you guys soon. Bye. Bye. If you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard, um, either recently or like, um, hundreds of episodes ago you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com and i'll say it again c a s u 305 at outlook.com Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. Hey, so I heard your um, video voice message and let me know when you're ready to cross promote. I'm ready when you are. I'm on vacation right now. I'll be back in effect as of Saturday Eastern time. So let me know. I'm ready to um, ready to cross promote. Ready to be on your podcast. You be on mine, and you know, 
Let's make this happen. Let's make history. Hey guys, um, want to say thanks again for listening to my podcast and listening to me and Momo Bites talk about some of the real crazy things that we've experienced while under the services of receiving um, IEP services back in our school time. I'm hoping things have changed over the years and the newer students these days are getting a much better experience. Um, So yeah, if you've made it this far throughout the podcast, um, great. Um, Thanks for listening. And if you'd like, you can send a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you heard it out from. Or you can just contact me here through Anchor or the email address that I provided in a few segments ago. Thanks and have a great time.